Thank you, Liz, for all you do. Amen. And uh, in the song for today. Thank you. We are dealing with a very familiar passage of scripture. Um, you heard it before. You've gone through it before. Just as a reminder, just a reminder, let's bow in a word of prayer. Father God, as we come together as a church family, we need to be reminded of who we are and where you want us to be, exactly how we should function. And so we, we pray because all of your word is for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished into all the good works. And so, Lord, uh, help us to make sure that we understand this passage. Thank you for our time. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Our uh, message title for today is Daniel 6, 1 through 28, Lessons from the Pit. Um, you ask the question, well, how do you get there and all these other things? And you know, the whole thing is... <laughs> Bad things happen to good people. Amen? So I don't care how, how committed you are and how much you say you love the Lord and everything else. I don't care what your education is or where you live. Everybody has a bad day. If you live righteously, ching, ching, put some more down. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen in the home. It's going to happen on your job. You're going to have a bad day. And so what we do, we go back to scripture because God began to say, okay, do you think I'm just putting stuff here for a good story? You think this is a new, another television program that you look at or a movie that you look at? No, 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 no. This is life. This is life. And so we look at Daniel then. We want to enter into it. We start off with the verse. This Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and, and satraps because of an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. What made him stand out above all the others? An excellent spirit was in him. He decided that song, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. He decided to walk with the Lord and with that excellent spirit, he went into life. With an excellent spirit, you know, you go into college. Excellent spirit, you, you go into marriage. Excellent, wherever you are, the question is not where you are, it's who you are. Everybody with me? So then, if you have an excellent spirit, then God says, an excellent spirit means it's clear you hang out with me. If you don't, which means what? If you don't have an excellent spirit, uh, you walk in a line or something's going wrong. So then we uh, go into this uh, in defining the term lessons from the pit is a, is a learning to redefine our trails, uh, trials, it should be trials, trials and turn our tests into a God honoring testimony. 
Never let life's challenges define or diminish the reality of who you are and God's purpose for your life. I want you to, I want you to say it. Read that with me. I want it to get into your, your psyche. Ready? Never let life's challenges define or diminish the reality of who you are and God's purpose for your life. Life's going to keep hitting you and hitting you and hitting you. You know what? This, this, whole, whole, this whole week has been something like that. Going to the two funerals and then after the funerals and other things that, and other news I receive and then get home. Finally get home and relax and get this call that my brother is in, uh, in the hospital, you know. Uh, and the guy been trying to get in touch with me and everything else. And, uh, and all of a sudden you just have to take a deep breath and say, you can't preach what you can if you haven't lived. And there's some things that you go through and, uh, you know, as I, uh, and after going through two, two, uh, two funerals and the, and the last one was really hard for me. But going through them and then I don't know how bad it was. The Lord said, well, you won't know until you call. <laughs> so, yeah, that is true. And I was just, and I was just kind of pacing and then I, I called. Um, and, um, and then this come back to me. Don't let life Define who you are. The purpose of the pit is for development. <laughs> you see, the Lord started all of us over in that wall. Then he says, you're going over to that wall. Some folks are going over a bridge, the hallelujah bridge, and things are going so beautiful, okay? Others are going along and poop, you hit this pit. Poop, you hit that pit. Poop, you hit that pit. Poop, people don't like you. And poop, but you, you're going to get there. The, the whole, it's the end game. When you come out of the pit, when, you, when God is through with your life, then you will realize I have taken through all of the inconveniences and frustrations and, and all of these other things because here's what I want, not for the next person, I want for you. And other folks can give their testimony, but there's things that you are going through that will be significantly yours. And so, the introduction then, living a godly life in this uh, dark world will attract negative reactions, haters, from a mindset that has rejected God. Thinking it through. Our God, God our Father has left clear instructions and examples of what it takes to be a living testimony that will impact lives. Now, what that will do then, consider this as we uh, consider our uh, our approach to Daniel is, is to glean insights on letting God have his way. Consider these uh, three snapshots. The profile of Daniel, the problem of Daniel, and then the next, last one coming up will be the praise of Daniel. We take these snapshots because God says, I want you to take this apart, and I want you to look at it. I want you to look at his life. And look as, and as we do our, our Bible study, as we even go through God's word, look at the repetitive words. Look at the words that say it over and over. God has a purpose for setting the path over and over. It even teaches us how to do a little Bible study. It teaches, give us some keys to how you do Bible study. So um, it goes like this. First, the profile of Daniel. If you look at Daniel, it says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps or governors 
which means the protectors of the covenant uh, of the province. That's what this whole thing means. Satraps and governors, you says your, God, your job is to protect the province. I'm the king, and check out and make sure you protect my people. Protect everything that's going on. And so when you, when you see that, that's what it's talking about, to be brought uh, under the, uh, out the whole uh, thing there. Now, I want you to notice something, too. Please notice that uh, with, with Darius was set over the kingdom, etc., you'll find that there were others with him. And over them, three high officials, of whom Daniel was one, everybody with me, to whom these satraps should give account so the king might suffer no loss. So everybody start off with the same job title. What's your job? No. What's your, oh, oh, we're saying the, now, everybody fine as long as you don't get more than them. So God says, so God says they all start off on the same level, but watch how haters are, found, are, are formed. Then this Daniel became what? Distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps because of it. What type of spirit? Excellent spirit was in him. You can't get an excellent spirit if you're not hanging out with God. You can image manage, but an excellent spirit keep you pacing yourself regardless of what people do. And I, I've, I've told you that, and I've, and I've just repeated, my, the thing that have, uh, years that have plagued me, maybe because of my father's death, whatever it was, I had a very quick temper. I got angry very fast. Armed service knocked that out of me, but it, it still I had to, uh, but I found this too. God's word. The more I hung out in God's word, when I went to the service, I purposed to read Proverbs a whole chapter, a whole day, and I've been doing it all the way to this day. Chapter after chapter after chapter, and I began to notice something. The world didn't change. You still have some crazy folks, but God began to change things in me. And God wants to change things in you, too. God knows what the, where the world is going. He knows it's going to change. He predicted that. What he did not predict as to where you will be at the end of your life. Meanwhile, he wants us to walk with him. And he wants you to walk with an excellent spirit. Why? Because we're children of excellence. We're the child of a king. Child of the king. So, uh, as we move through this then... Um, there were three distinct things happening in these verses. One, the way before Daniel became a slave and the choice of the king, he was first Daniel, the man of God. See, way before the next minute happens, way, nay, way before the next hour or the next day or year, it's who you are. Who you are marches you into the next minute. Who you are marches you into the next hour and the next day. Who you are governs all the things that you do. Long before the king and long before the haters and everything else, one thing before he went into the pit, it was who he was going in. Who are you as you're going through your week? Do a little mirror, mirror on the wall in the, in the morning time. And say, mirror, mirror on the wall, I belong to the greatest of them all, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I will live this day, making him look good. And so 
Then we have the whole idea of the intentions of the king to establish a man with a position and purpose. And get this now. The integrity of the, uh, of the chosen servant. That was great. Lesson one then. Before life moves any further, clarify who you are, whose you are, and how you will develop a purpose-driven life. Make up your mind and quit going back and forth. Don't try to be like anybody else. Just make up your mind. Who am I? Here's how I'm going to live. Make, matter of fact, make a purpose statement for your life. Write it down. It don't have to be a long sentence. It don't have to be a paragraph. Just make a statement. Here's, here's what I'm all about. And if it's biblically based, then you can sing, I shall not be moved. I'm standing on the word of God. And so what, what happens here then, uh, too, what happens here is the problems. All right, so he's established. Everybody start off on the same uh, plateau. Everybody has the same title, you know, uh, officer number one, officer number two, number three. But you all have the same level, same great level, praise the Lord. And our job is to protect the province, right? That's what it's supposed to be until you start doing your work. And we find the problems of Daniel. And as we look at the problems of Daniel, then we, the observation here, godly, godliness, integrity, and purpose will always be a problem in a godless environment. You choose to live a holy life, and people will just like, dislike you just for who, who you are and where you stand. So, so choose, choose how you're going to live. Two words will carefully guide us through the following verses. You see those two words? Then and what? Those, that's, that's our little outline that walk you right through the whole thing. Then and when. Whenever there's the word then, that means something happens right after that. Anyway. And then when, each time you, you see something going along that line. So these are the words. Watch the thens and the whens. The hideous plot follow the then trail. Now let's follow the then trail. Are you ready? Here we go. What is it? Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a, uh, grounds for complaining to Daniel with regards to the kingdom, but they could not find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. The, 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 the happened was they were going pretty good until they found out what the, plan, the plans of the king. The plan of the king was over everybody, I'm going to put Daniel. Then, now you start seeing the trail of then. Then they said, oh, wow, Daniel? In other words, why not me? We live in a me generation. And they said, why not me, Daniel? They found no flaw in his life. Then these men said, and this, these are his words, their words. Look, it's not Don Racket. We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Are you living like that? <laughs> People cannot find any fault in your life except you, except as we try to find that there's any problem with your God. In other words, I can't find anything physical that I could put my finger on about you. 
I got to look at your relationship with God. God, help me. Help us to be in a position. I'll just need folks here. Just you here in the congregation. Can you imagine living a life where no one can actually point a finger with truth at your, uh, with truth at your life? That you're walking in the flesh. You're doing your own thing. Your words, your thoughts, your actions. Now, of course, if you are in the Daniels Club, raise your hands and say, hey, that's me. You know, that's me. You know, he's talking he talk about me too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, and, oh, I got one hand. Thank you, thank you. Dude. Anyway, uh, the whole idea is this, that when you raise your hand, when, understand now, you're in the Daniels Club. That means that you're walking blameless and no one has no grounds of complaints against you. Lesson two then. Never give the world an opportunity to find faults or flaws in your, your words and activities that will affirm their accusations. Never let the world point at something and life says amen that's true about you. You're insensitive. That's true about you. You blame and talk about me. That's true about you. Whatever it is, don't let the world point its finger at a flaw or something in your life. See, people can blame you and say, this person is a thief. Well, don't, don't get out. If you're not a thief, don't be getting angry and being out of shape. You don't have to be going around and saying, I'm not a thief. So you can search. You don't have to do all of that. Let them talk. They, they made the statement. Why did you say it? What is your burden of proof? How to apply to me? You had to prove it. But when the accusations are true, when they find a true accusation about you, understand you have already broke God's heart. You've already grieved the Holy Spirit. You've already messed up in the spirit world, and now the world sees it. Then he goes on. They decided to disconnect his link to the king. Bad idea. Where there's that word again? What is it? Then. Then these high officials in the subject came by agreement to the king and said to him, O king Darius, live forever. All the high uh, officials of the kingdom and the per, uh, perfects and the satraps and the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an, an injunction that whoever makes a petition to any God or man for 30 days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king established this injunction and signed the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Sign it, king. You're worth it. Sign it for this, all this that no one will pray to their gods. And get this now. It says, not to say some of them, it says, then all of them, all of them decided to do that. Oops, forgive me. Then we go to this. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and, and the junction when Daniel knew. See that when? When, when Daniel knew 
that the darkness had been signed. What did he do? Let's read together. He went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber, open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he has done previously. Your outside will not mess up my inside. When you find that there's an issue or a problem that is taking place, don't let the outside mess up your inside. And what, what happened was, he knew then, when he, when, he, when he found out what the then group did, he said, well, I may as well keep doing what I'm supposed to do. And so he went to his house, and what he do in up chamber, he got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. There's that word again. Then. Each time you each time it's like a camera shifting from one person to another. Then. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petitions and plea before his God. They found him doing the same thing. Then. They came near and said, uh, said before the king concerning the conjunction, Oh, king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within 30 days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing stands fast according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Click. I'll keep saying click, you know. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, he's not one of us, pays no attention to you, O king. All the injunctions, he's not paying attention, you have signed, but makes his petitions three times a day. King, who is he talking to? He's not talking to you three times a day. He's slapping you in the face, king. Oh, they're trying to stir him up, aren't they? And it says, then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed. Did he get angry? Watch this. And set his mind to deliver Daniel. And he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. It wasn't the malicious intent of the king. When you live a holy life, there are even unsaved people who love you and pray for you in their own way of praying, hoping the best for your life. This king, the king said, no. Nah. He said, I don't believe you guys. Get this now, all of them came. He said, I don't believe all of you. Can you imagine living a life that a king would say, I will, I will not go along with the crowd. I put, I put my all on who you are. How do, how do you say that? Why are you saying that, Donald? Because you see, he labored what? Till the sun went down to rescue him. Then, click. These men came by 
agreement to the king and said to the king, now, O king, that is, that is, it, that is the a law of the Medes and the Persians, that no injunctions or ordinance that the king established can be changed. Don't even try it, king. It's locked in. The serious charge of his enemies, the sincere efforts of the king. He was in much distress. He set his mind to deliver him. He labored till the sun went down to rescue him. What a scene. And guess what? Through all of this, Daniel's just go going on with life. Get this now. It's like he's walking in a bubble. He's not upset. He's walking on through life. He's going. He's still bowing and praying before God. He's still walking with God. His relationship with God hasn't changed. The only thing that's changing is the wind blowing on the outside. And this is nice to be safe. You, this, you'll think more of this when it, as the winter goes on. The moment you get into the house, to, the, to your house from the snow and all these other things, and you shut the door. And you control everything and you get yourself warm. And the wind is still out there, still blowing. But you're in a shelter that the winter can't touch. Daniel was not touched by any of their accusations. Number one, it wasn't true. The praise of Daniel takes us to our last step. We, we got the picture. They started off the same. The king noticed an excellent spirit in Daniel. The king wants to promote him. Then the haters club was developed. Now, you didn't have a haters club before that time, was it? Everybody was fine when, as long as you had the, the three going along and they, those three were over and folks were answering to them. Then all of a sudden, the king said, no, I want Daniel to be over all of you all. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Made him over all of you all. Now you got the haters club. That people hate you a lot of times not because of what you have done, but for who you are. And I don't care what you say, they'll still hate you. They'll still hate you. I don't care what excuse, don't even try to be like them. Don't lower yourself. Stay with the plan. Stay with the plan. So then, as we go to these last verses then, the cry of an, the cry of an anxious heart. As he came near the den where, the, where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? I've been laboring. I tried to deliver you, man. I, I worked the sundown, and I couldn't hardly sleep. And I just want to know, if, do, I, do I have an answer from the pit? Are you still living? Is your life only a, just another life? Or is this the really true God? I want to know. This is the king over, over provinces. This, I mean, this is the king over, had a large uh, uh, constituency. Yet still, he says, I want to know. He wanted to know one thing that day. Did your God deliver you? <laughs> Are you still living? 
Are you still walking with the king? Oh, there are times when we go through life and people will ask the question as you go through the loss of a loved one or uh, physical pain or your job and all these other things seem to hit you all at once. And some with deep hearts want to know, are you still there? Can I still get a hallelujah from your life? Are you still breathing? Are you still walking with God? He went to a dark pit and really naturally common sense saying, I go to the pit, but I know I probably won't hear anything. But I'm going to go through the, uh, through the, because I watch your life, Daniel, and I believe your God is doing something in your life. I just want to know, did he, did he follow you in there too? The confirmation of a faithful servant. What's the word? Then. <laughs> After the, he, he wouldn't have heard. Then wouldn't have happened until he, he cried out. Are you? Did your God, did he deliver you? Then out of the darkness of the pit. Of the den of lions. Then Daniel said to the king. Oh king. <laughs> live forever. Heaven, my God sent his angels and shut the mouths of the lions. Yes. Lions' mouths. And they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him and also before you, O king. I have done no harm. The battle is the Lord's, not yours. Whatever you go through, Quit trying to fight it yourself. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to get angry. You're going to get frustrated like a Daniel. Check out the lions. Call on God and let him shut them up and shut them down. The command of a relieved king. Then the king was exceedingly glad. Remember, he came sorrowful. But he heard a word from the pit, and now he's exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him because he, what, trusted in his God. That's why you hear me quote the verse many times. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways, what, he shall direct thy path. Then I quote the other one out of Isaiah 26, 1. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace. Now, what I want you to do is put your name in. And it says, God will keep Donald. You put your name in. In perfect peace. Who's what? Mine is stayed on thee. Why is, he, why is it like that? Because he trusted him. And guess what it says here? Right here. It says, he had what? Trusted his God. God is saying, what I wrote about Daniel, what I will do with the Hebrew boys, and what I've done all through scriptures, I'll do the same for you. I'm looking for one little word. Do you trust me? Then if you don't trust me, why do you come to church? 
Why are you singing the songs? Who do you think you're entertaining? What makes you think that I'm thrilled? And the king commanded those men who had malicious, uh, maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the dens of the lions. They, their children, their wives, and before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. There's a lion in there. The lion is not for the believers. When a believer go into the lions, God goes in. Jehovah Shammah. The word is Jehovah Shammah. What's the word? Jehovah Shammah, which means God is there. When you go into the den, look out. Here's daddy right there. When they go into the den, Satan says, hey, you know I'm a liar in the first place. Observation. Daniel trusted God for his victory over his enemies' plans to destroy him. That's the key. On your job, in your home, whatever you're going through right now, trust God for the victory. Trust him. There's no other way. So then we uh, move to this, the decree declaration uh, of King Darius. Then King Darius wrote to all the people, now watch what he says now, all the people, nations, and languages that dwell in the earth. Now please listen to these words. If you slept through anything, now wake up and watch what it says. He says, I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall uh, be to the end. Do you see somebody been changed in this whole situation? Your din experience cause a relationship with God because you trusted God, another man has changed. And he is king over everything. And so he says, here's my decree. Then he goes on. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. Hey, he got a testimony going on, isn't he? Observation. God used Daniel's character, commitment, consistency, and clarity of purpose to make a tremendous impact on a king who in turn declared the existence and glory of God. How do you get a whole province, a whole nation, declare the glory and existence of God? It won't be through the news media. It takes one life living and God moved them in the right position. And then from, that, from your life echoes and impact other folks' lives. All it takes is just one of you. Don't take a lot of it. Just one of you to say this morning, I'm going to trust God. Regardless of what comes my way.
So 6.28, let's read it together. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus and Persia. He got a promotion. He, he prospered physically. He prospered spiritually. And notice there are two provinces that mentioned there. Daniel was over everything. All of his enemies had been scattered. Let God abide and your enemies be scattered. So Daniel's over everything. He didn't try to be, he didn't try to position himself. He just prepared. There's a difference between positioning yourself and preparing yourself. You heard me use the five Ps. Proper preparation promotes perfect performance. He properly prepared himself before God, and God took, it, took him from there. And as God took him, he had, to go into the, he had to go into the pit. He had to go through all of the acquisitions. He had to go through all of that. But when he finally came out, Daniel said, let me give you some lessons from the, from, from the pit. Trust God. Trust him. Living a godly life will attract oppositions. Living a godly life demands an unflinching commitment. Living a godly life demands complete trust and dependence on God. Living a godly life will have a tremendous impact on those who are facing the judgment of God. Living a godly life will have personal, physical benefits, blessings from the Lord who approves of your life. So as we read the story, and uh, of course you have read Daniel, and say, oh, I know Daniel. Then I want you to understand something. Check out the thens. You live a godly life, and then you're going to have some haters. Okay. As you go through all of the troubles in your life, then you're going to find, then the Lord will come in and make a difference. He'll shut the mouths of the lions. You'll come out whole. You'll impact lives. That's what it's all about. One last thing. And that one last thing is this. Let's read it together. The den of lions was not the thing we need to remember. Two occasions revealed those who entered its environment. One, faithful Daniel, who committed and trust enabled the Lord to show up and show out on his behalf. Faithful enemies who went into no hope of return or remembrance of them. Two individuals. Understand now. Please understand the whole story. Diane. Let's not lose it. Everybody went into the den in Daniel's. Except the king. All of, the, all of those folks who accused Daniel, they went into the den. They didn't come out. Daniel was by himself. He went into the den, and he came out and said, my God showed out. Which means what? You're going to go into something. But the thing is, how are you going to come out? My prayer for you is your coming out time. Are you coming out victorious? Can folks say you were faithful, you trusted God? How are you coming out? You can't control how you go in. Because that's how life is. You can control what's in you. 
But my concern, every time with every believer, yes, you're going through this, but did, did our God deliver you? Is he delivering you? Do you have the peace? Are you still focused? Are you believing the lies of Satan? So that's my prayer for you this morning. As we've gone through this book, you've been very patient. Um, and as we close, if you're, if, if you're that person um, who have not quite learned the lessons from Daniel, then I want to challenge you this morning to say, Lord, it's me. Um, I don't trust you enough. That's, I know that's a confession. I, I know that's a confession. But it's, it's good to confess before you go through, you see, and straighten it out. The first question is, if you, don't, if you haven't trusted God enough, we just simply say, I have not trusted God enough. I have not trusted God enough. I would like to pray for you. You know why? Because you're going to still go through. And whether you acknowledge it or not, God's going to make a difference. Any others? As I uh, bow in prayer, I want to pray for each one of you. I'm praying, oh God, help us to trust you. Trust and obey. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Let's bow in prayer. Father, thank you for the congregation. Thank you for their willingness to hear me. We walked through the whole book of Daniel. Some would take weeks to preach through and everything else, but we want to get some snapshots the then and the when. And Lord, a lot of times when we decide to live a life that's pleasing and honoring to you, then here come the trouble. Then things that we never expected hit us. But we're praying, Lord, if we don't trust you enough, change our hearts. Help us, Lord, to put our trust in you. You're worthy of all the honor and glory that's through your name. So thank you for your word. Thank you for our time together. I'm glad that you end the story with Daniel prospered. He had a purpose and he prospered. It's like a sandwich with the things in between. He stayed the course. He stayed with the plan. And we want to do the same. In Jesus' name, amen.
Close us in June 24 and 25 as we uh, close in our business.